0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Dash Podcast. This is episode number 43. I'm Trey Gammage, and I'm sitting right here with my co-host, DeAndre Mondesior. Now, we did something a little bit different this episode, and I didn't tell DeAndre that I turned the microphone on, just so we can have a candid, cool conversation that actually was right in line with everything that I had planned to discuss today, and DeAndre did his own research and brought six tips to motivation and how to stay focused. So with that, it kind of looks like This episode is about The quality of your questions What kind of questions Are you asking yourself And whatever's holding you back It will be answered Once you ask The right question You got anything to add DeAndre
1: Just um, Hope you guys Take something away from here Because I sure take Took something away I know I say this I might say this a lot In the coming episodes That I took a lot away From An episode But I did Yeah It's just You learn from every new experience
0: boom that's I got boom that's that's huge that's true that's all it takes you learn from every new experience and that's how it should be every time i think every time you listen to the dash podcast every time you wake up in the morning you should get something away from that day and if you don't it's a loss yeah. um yeah so i mean we'll we'll see you next week hope you listen to this episode follow us on soundcloud instagram facebook TreyGamish.com YouTube DeAndre will be running The YouTube channel It'll be up and running For you soon Um, Like this Share it with your friends and, And tell us what you think We've got DeAndre On the show So I definitely want you To show him some love He just had a birthday That passed If you hadn't heard Episode 42 That's the day That was his birthday So check that out And we'll see you next week On The Dash Podcast
1: perfection of work depends on the pleasure of the job. Hmm. basically like you got to love the job. Perfection of work is basically telling you mm-hmm. you have to um, lo- love the job to do your work correctly that you can yep. go to work and do it yep. like you said correctly but you, you may not because you really don't like the job. That's true. That was one that stuck out too.
0: That's big. I mean, I um you on to some good stuff mm-hmm real quick like that's those are the kind of things i didn't really think about six keys to success or six keys to motiva- motivation i never really thought about those things until probably the last couple of years um so i mean that'll be those are great there's a lot of like studying philosophy and studying um people like confucius and, and there's a book i can give you too called um the obstacle is the way it's about stoicism Um, being able to look at those you get to see the trends in success and the trends of power and the trends of um, of greatness and legacy in people because the more you look at those things and the more you that's no different than what we do that's no different than the things that you believe and that you say and everybody pretty much says from napoleon hill to les brown to Tom, tony robbins it's all about connecting you know with your spirit and being that disciplined and focused and diligent with the desire that you want so the keys there's different words we can use but those six keys to like motivation and, and what you want is um they're pretty universal so like keep keep digging in on those that's pretty good
1: that's one thing I would see. You could um, you, whenever you revamp your website, mm. I feel like that'd be good
0: to put on there. Some keys, to motivation. Yeah, yeah. It's in the process right now. It should be um, it's getting renovated, and uh, my cousin's got the back end, and he's with Inception Solutions. He's got a company that he builds websites for, so he's he's building that and updating it right now. So hopefully, it would be done by the time this episode comes out. Um, what else you got?
1: Uh, how to stay focused is just saying, um, these are three long, basically three, it, the first one is make fewer decisions and it explains that if you take on more, we say the more decisions we make, the more fatigue our brain becomes mm. and the less effective we are over the long term. So it says stop browsing so much, mindlessly browsing consumes an incredible amount of brain power every new link and every new piece of information to pay attention to eats up your mental energy and reserves it costs Mm. it costs you only it it costs you not only your focus but your willpower and future focal power as well if you're looking for something search for one thing find it and then stop limit your browsing and get back and get back your brain Mm. then say define your mission most people show up without any attention and as a result, they end up doing too many things they aren't, that aren't important. Ask yourself, what do I desire in life? What should I be doing wow. with my time at this moment <laughs> to further my life and mission? Figure out the steps ahead, take focused action and be ruthless and minimizing time spent on anything else and then the third one says say no to everything immediately as a as a first response from now on don't immediately commit to projects anymore check them against your mission and passion, Acts. should I focus on this right now in my life, yes or no is this good or bad for me is this the right time or wrong time learn to, learn to say no to anything that doesn't Fire your heart with full commitment and enthusiasm.
0: That's good. And you said you need to work on your focus. Yeah. Why? Why did you think you? Why you said that?
1: Um, let's see. It's something. Uh, well, when I get to school, that's one thing I gotta do my focus because when I get to school, like my first year, I was trying to join so many things, mm. and then I realized, well, if I join all this, I won't have time for this, so I have to get Dutch yeah. Right away.
0: Do you, it's that's amazing that you did that and were researching that because this week is kind of slow for me before the campaign gets kicked off. I'm leaving again this weekend. Um, last weekend I was in Atlanta speaking at, a, it was called the Arthur Lane Youth Leadership Institute. Probably similar to what you went through at Clemson, but it was 10 Saturdays in a row where these young men went to um, the Atlanta Technical College and they got lessons from um, the Honorable... Dr. Bozeman, who is, he has CBS Atlanta down there, and there's this guy named Dr. Walker, who his tagline is The Realest Motivator. They were teaching the class for those 10 weeks, so I got to go and talk to them for a little bit. Um, And this weekend, I'm going back to my hometown, South Bend, and my little brother is in a play. He's a Tuskegee Airman, so he's gonna be doing that play from August 11th to 19th. My brother just graduated with his Master's in Organizational Management, and he's having um, a soiree event on Saturday. That would be pretty cool. And on Sunday, I'm speaking at Greater Friendship Church in South Bend. That will be my first time doing like a professional engagement in South Bend. So this week is kind of slow for me in terms of tasks that need to be completed, other than starting my personal development plan in the school year at the school that I'm consulting with. Um, so other than that, there's not that many decisions that need to be made. So I've been thinking about vision casting. And looking at campaigning, I'm looking at four years down the road, five years, six years, seven years, what is it looking like when I'm 30 years old? So I'm casting my vision out and then trying to reel it back in. So one of the things I always say for myself is I don't I don't want to set goals for um, what I'm going to get at the end, what position I'm going to get, what title I'm going to get, how much money I'm going to get, but who I have to become in order to receive that kind of thing. So like as I'm writing it down, I've got some you know questions and things that I got going on but I want to try and so it's seven years down the road but every year I'm trying to achieve the seven year goal and get as close as I can to it That's that. what
1: it was talking about effort it said try to knock out mm. as many goals as you can within a day or a week because with momentum comes more motivation.
0: What so what direction do you see for yourself I guess that was my long winded way of getting there too like do you you said you need to be more focused um, what direction are you looking to go where are you casting your vision at?
1: I never thought of it. What yes, you we have.
0: When when I even when I say vision casting, you've talked to me about um being a firefighter in college. Oh that And yeah. being So like where are you where do you see yourself from where you are now to where you want to be? Who is DeAndre at twenty five? Who is DeAndre at thirty? Well, at
1: twenty five I see myself as a campaign advisor. Well, let's see, nineteen. children. <laughs> Yeah, at twenty five, I see myself either as a campaign advisor or a, um, the gov or a government any type of government entity, and hmm. you know, and I see myself as a part time firefighter.
0: Okay, okay, That's because cool. if I
1: get eleven fifty three, that means I can go to any state.
0: What's eleven fifty three?
1: Um, That's Firefighter 1. 1152 is just the basic South Carolina standard. Okay. 1153 is Firefighter 1. 1154 is Firefighter
0: 2. Okay. So if I get either one or two, I can go to any state. Wow. And and so that's, you've already done it. You've cast your vision out. One of the things they say is when you want something, the universe conspires to help you get it. That's from the alchemist. So like planning and doing the research to to get your goal is how you ensure that it happens. Um, How did you... How you figure out that's what you want to do? Like why, why those things? Why why campaign advisor um, and why firefighter? How did you come to that conclusion?
1: Well, campaign advisor. Um, I feel first off, oh, if I want to be a campaign advisor. So I see how politicians promise things that don't fulfill, and I want to see if i if I really want to be a mm. career politician. Gotcha. Th- like how does it change your life? If I just wanna be behind pulling strings to make things happen mm. or do I wanna get out in the spotlight. And then firefighters just um, I feel like I at that fire department, Hearth Fire Department, I haven't heard one firefighter say they regret or they regret becoming a firefighter or mm. they hate their job, they love their job because mm. it's um, They love it. Yeah. It's meaningful. And they, it's a different um, thing every day. Like one like when I was up there Thursday, this past Thursday, at the eating when yeah. we eat, sit down, and eat and then meet about different things that happened. They got a call about a lady passed out in a tanning bed. Mm. and I was like, What they said that they were joking about they said, I hope the tanning bed is off so she goes, <laughs> But something happened, I don't know what happened, but they she regained consciousness when they got there. But um see, that's something different they go in different things every day mm. and and different experiences? Fun. Yeah, different experiences. Yeah.
0: What, what kind of, um, so I'm curious to I'm how you are getting this train of thought and just just thinking about like, having those experiences because that's, that's the way to wisdom and knowledge. I don't, did you know that? Did you know that's how you, that you become wise and you, you become knowledgeable by the experiences that you have. And right now, you just turned 17 on yeah. Friday. And you're seeking out experiences for right now and the future. Um, like where, where do you, why? How does that how do you do that?
1: I I don't know, it's just I run into people mm. and they like when I'm fire explorer And when I told you I never thought about being a firefighter, then when a firefighter came and talked of us well he was he's a he was a part time. He doesn't he's not a part time anymore. He um he works at a dealership but mm-hmm. he was telling me that uh, about the uh, training and everything they do as a firefighter and I right. got interested in I filled like out application, sent it in. I didn't get nothing back. And then, like a temporary year, I sent another application in. And I finally got a response and he called me and I kept up with him ever since. <laughs> Lieutenant Vinnie is over, Lieutenant Vinnie and Jaybird Bird. I saw your picture uh, over, the other day with all, all the firefighters, swiping. yeah, yeah. yeah. I was uh, and that's how I kept up with them. And mm. I go to, they say your family. I can go up to the fire department anytime. Mm-hmm. I haven't made my way up there, cause um, well now I can since I'm driving. But, yeah. <laughs> um, before I could, I, my mom would have to drop me off. I know she don't feel like driving back and forth. So right now I can. I just go up there sometimes and sit. You and can chill do it yourself. The fire
0: yeah, that's pretty cool. And that's look at your keys to motivation you're already doing number six you said it's about the people that you're around yeah and so you you intentionally put yourself around people that are giving you a direction um who, what other people like who do you see that inspires you and like you see experiences that you want to have too
1: well one experience is that becoming a remember i post shared that post about that girl from 4-h mm-hmm. um who
0: she i worked with her at the governor's yeah school she goes to the go she yeah. she had
1: the 4-h at the governor's mm-hmm. school. And um, Morgan, and I called the lady, Leah Lee. I forgot her last name. She's the agent for Darling County 4-H, and she was telling me, I called her and said, I want to join 4-H. She said, great, great. And she didn't know I went to, um, well, I think she did, or I'm not sure. I went to the 4-H at Clemson, and then she sent an email saying that they want to interview us for the newspaper. And when I was on the phone with her, she asked me, did I want to start a 4-H club at Hartsville High School? I said, sure. So yesterday, I called Dr. Bird before I even called um, the late our agent. Mm-hmm. I said, Dr. Burry, I think I have a great club that would get people that, in, that are interested in agriculture and mm-hmm. livestock, uh, raising livestock. And then he called me back today. I, I think he called me off his cellular device. He called me back today and said, uh, "What was I a 4-H." And he said, "Well, you got to get sponsored mm. first by a teacher." And I got it. I texted teacher. She said she would sponsor herself. It's already coming together, mm. and hopefully we can keep that 4-H program going yeah. long after I'm gone.
0: So it's so it's everybody. So it's not just. Um like the firefighters and people that are professionals but like people around you inspire yeah. you too um what what do you, what is there any specific lessons that you pull from people um, that you can think of on the top of your head
1: failure um is not an option hmm. um that's one thing my dad um, instilled in me like this is funny and it's a very it's a small thing but my first cousin we went to my dad's house. We were playing the game, and he got mad and kept saying he' gonna quit and gonna quit. So my dad made us turn off the game, and then he asked why. My dad said, "I don't, I don't like quitters in my family." Mm. So basically, telling me failure is not an option, and I, that stuck with me. Yeah, and that's one thing I try to do. If I fail on something, I fail, but I learn right. from that failure, and um, I may fail again, but I'm gonna keep going yeah. until I perfect every small
0: detail. And there's step number four on your sheet right there, effort, um, the word that I use is persistence and desire or diligence, you know, and like how bad uh, people mistake or we don't understand, I should say, that passion, the root word of passion is to suffer for. So like when you're talking about what you want and what you're gonna get, you have to be willing to fail enough times until you get it right and be able to give enough stuff up in order to be able to have that Persevere and persist with effort um, Until you get it That's pretty cool What else you got going on?
1: Um, Right now uh, Basically that's the only thing The fire department um, I talked to the police chief A police chief about getting a police Explore program Mm. And he said he's thought about that for a while But um, he really I'm going to try to get back with him And see what he Have he decided anything yet Because I would like to start that to get um, more youth interested in law enforcement, and also the sheriff's department. I talked to Sheriff Chavis, and I talked to him about a sheriff's Explore program. Also, he said um, he can't; he hasn't did anything just yet because he's only been in the chair six months, I think, mm-hmm. six or seven months. And um, but he told me I could go down, come down to the um, sheriff's department, and just hang out for a day. Okay.
0: Anytime I feel like Okay, that's cool So you got a lot of good people in your life Just in all kinds of ways Do you reach out to everybody? Um, so I know you reached out to me Do you, like when you see someone that's inspiring you Or that you see something that's like what you want to do Do you always reach out to those people?
1: Yeah um, I reach out to Yes, I'll say yeah Because when I talked to that professor at Clemson I reached out to Lee Gill, which you said you had, you met him before. Yeah, I reached out to Lee Gill, and then he introduced me into to Greg, and then that's how I got in touch with um, Greg.
0: And, and you know, these are like uh, Lee Gill is the chief diversity officer yeah. at Clemson, and these are like the the executive level Clemson people you're talking about. Okay. Yeah, let's make sure.
1: I did um <laughs> I didn't know that he was. I thought he just was like one of Lee Gill's assistance, like Mm. uh, bachelor degree assistance, but he actually has his JD, Okay, Greg. He got a weird last name, but it was him. And uh, we talked for about an hour and seven minutes about politics and um, finding setting about when someone asks me, why do I believe a certain way? Mm. He told me to do a lot of research so you can come back with an answer that they can't question. Cause I said, I can tell them a reason why I believe the way, but it may not be the best reason. They may come back with another question. I don't know how to
0: respond to that Respond one.
1: to it. And he, he told me, he gave me this website called Grammarly to help me perfect my typing. Cause he said, that's one thing when you get into politics, you gotta have to learn how to do is write and type mm. because a lot of campaign advisors and stuff, write some of the speeches for yeah. Their, um,
0: for the politician that they're <clears throat> advising? Mm. That's, that's, that's big. Those little baby steps those go a long way. you getting little tools to the trade. You get all the secrets, DeAndre. Um, I've, a good thing to keep a note of is um, that everything is it's one step at a time and it's all baby steps. So like those two seeds or three seeds and, and, and seeds I'm talking about are the, the pieces of nuggets or the fruit that your mentors and the people around you are dropping. Those are all accumulate to, right now, you're working on being 25, so that when you're a campaign advisor, you got this seed when you were 17 years old, and it's been building until it blossoms when you're 25. So it's it's just, though, keep collecting. Those are the little pieces. The process is, is what, like, all the things that you're setting your goals for, being a firefighter, being a campaign advisor, It's all about um, taking the little steps that you have to get there. So, go ahead.
1: And one thing you said, step, and I know this really doesn't have to do with baby steps, but this guy, Thomas Dobbins at Clemson University, I forgot what his job is, but he was giving us a speech. He said, if you get places by walking on other people's back, Mm. it's going to come back to bite you ten times harder. It may not affect you, but it's going to affect I mean it may not affect you personally But it will probably affect people around you That mm. you care about And he said if you get places by helping people And people helping you The right way You're going to prosper That's mm. basically what he said And I, whenever I heard him talk about that I really took that in And I make sure whenever I try to accomplish something I'm not walking over people's yeah. toes Or anything like yeah. that Because yeah. I don't want to get karma You know what they say karma Oh is- yeah
0: for sure, there's a. Um, I got a book right over there. It's called "The Secret Five Tips Five Secrets to Stratospheric Business Success." It's by Bob Berg, and it's um, the Go Giver, and it's talking about the the strategies to help you build the best business is, is adding value. That's people do business with those they know, like, and trust. If people know you, if people like you, and people trust you, they can do business with you. And at all times, part of it is saying like, whenever I'm entering a proposition, just like you said. Um, whenever I'm entering a proposition, I want you to feel like you won. Like, I want you to feel like you got a deal. If I charged you $100,000, I want you to feel like I should have charged you $200,000 for the value that I'm going to add to your service. And I think that's a that's a good way to, um, that's what I heard from what you said, is, is adding value, making sure that you're adding value to people every time. And not just creating to make money or to get something. That's what I mean by it to not just to get something, but that you're adding value and making a difference with The decisions that you make And it could be in a lot of different ways
1: And when you Talking about um, Business And I was thinking about this Because we had a Small project At Clemson About creating a commercial For something that we believe in Hmm. And I'm not going to lie I told The guys I was working with It was Three guys Benjamin Jakari And I forgot the other guy's name But We created a Project And I said So if I took this project and created a real thing, y'all would to sue me for stealing something? And they said, no, I don't care. Because that project that we did, I, it really stuck to me, because it was like something that really needed to happen. What was it was it? called Minds of the Future. It was mm. about bettering our future children and generation. It was an organization that were that we would like to get into every school, like a club, every school. We will offer scholarships. We will um, held seminars. We will help ACT workshop, SAT workshop uh, for pay and for people that can't afford it. We will help hold it for them. That's one thing that I would like to mm. really accomplish probably by set up by if 30 yeah. or 40. Okay. Or soon. That's yeah. one thing I would like to set up. I know it's going to take a while to get it it, but that's one thing I want to do is Minds of the Future. Or I mean, mm. but that's one thing I really want to do is create that to get yeah. more youth. Because I, I feel like education is the biggest part of the world. That's basically what my belief was. It was education um, is a bit, vid- I forgot that our slogan, but it was about how if you don't have education, I mean, there's nothing without education. That's, yeah. I forgot what our slogan was. It said, learning should be. A habit. Basically they said learning should be a habit. That was our slogan. And um how that is well, learning with, is a habit. Yeah, learning is a habit. That's stuck with me that mm. quotations around fate project stuck with me for a while. I was gonna
0: ask you, you may I just wrote down another question for you, but I was gonna I was just about to ask you who do you want to become like that's a legacy kind of statement that you just said and, and wanting to put that's a that's a real that's a deep rooted impact that you're talking about. Who do you, like as a campaign advisor, as a firefighter, as a person that's going in and providing these services to people, who are you trying to become? Who is who is DeAndre trying to be?
1: I'm just trying to be the person that helps other people. I don't care if, uh, I'm not really looking for fame or fortune. I mean, I would like to have money, everybody <laughs> likes to have money, but I'm not looking to be uh, like this big mega star. I just want to be someone that's known for helping others. Hmm not quotations around helping, the fake helping. But really movie. doing it. Yeah, really doing.
0: As a politician yeah. and a firefighter. Wow. And have you always, like, is that something that you're just starting to grasp, or is that something you felt for a while? I thought
1: about creating a lot of things. and We worked on a lot of stuff, but that's one thing that really stuck with me. And mine, we were, like what I was telling you, we host seminars, camps, and stuff like that. Mm. That's a lot of things that I thought about. Yeah. Hey, maybe you can even help
0: me. Well, of course, that's why I'm here. That's what we're doing. There's, there's a guy, you got another story. There's a guy named Alonzo Herndon who, if you read Think and, black, Think and Grow Rich, a Black Choice by Dennis Kimbrough, it details the documentation and history of a lot of black history in America from the mid-1800s up until um, the early 2000s. And one of the guy's name was Alonzo Herndon. He was born a slave until he was six. He was free when he was like 13, um, so he got his freedom in Atlanta, and he ended up working his way up. Three jobs, he was a barber, and he worked his way up, small odd jobs in Savannah and other places in Georgia until he was able to move to Atlanta. He built, it was known as the most magnificent barber shop in the world. It had marble floors, um, beautiful ceilings, chandeliers, 13 bathtubs, spa, all this kind of stuff, and I'm getting to the point. He built it to a point where he owned the entire Peachtree Street Street in Atlanta, which is a very popular portion of the business district there. And he um, started the Atlanta Life Insurance Company, which ended up being worth $140 million. But the, the critical piece about his story and why it was so valuable is because that he believed in imagination and dreams. So he would invite young people to his house and he would invite thinkers to his house, and people with ideas, just so they could brainstorm and get it out. Because if you can imagine it in your head, you can hold it in your hand, and that was his entire philosophy. So that's what we're doing, and when we talk vision casting, when you speak it into the world, when you say it, it happens. When I was 17, DeAndre, I said I wanted to work for myself when I was 24. I'm 24, I work for myself. When I was a junior in college, the teacher asked us a question, the professor asked a question. He said, if money was no object, what would you do with your life? And everybody had a great answer. sell the world, sailboat around the world, travel the world, get my own job, be financially independent. <clears throat> I said I would be a public speaker or some kind of consultant.
1: That's one thing we had a question too, like if money was no option, where would you move and what would you do? I said, if money wasn't an option right now, I said I would move to Maine mm. and possibly become become a campaign advisor
0: or a government econ. Team. Boom. Boom. You're getting there, DeAndre. You're, you're making it out. You you know specifically what when you want something specific, you'll get a specific answer. If you make it general and broad, I just want to be happy. Well, you're just gonna be yeah. happy, whatever that means. But that's that's really specific, and that goes back to the baby steps we were talking about too. So. One of my students last year told me he wanted to be a politician too. And I said, well, what office do you want to run for? He said, I don't know. I said, what, is the president? He said, yeah, but that's kind of lofty. I said, well, you got 20 years, who would have a better head start to figure it out if you know you want to be the president now, what's the smallest step you can take to make that a reality? Find Tyler it?
1: was talking about that too.
0: That's all it is, the smallest step. And a lot of times that means Googling your favorite president or your favorite politician, yeah. and looking up or reading their biography and seeing what did this person do, what kind of steps, what kind of degrees, what kind of mindset, what kind of decisions did they make along the way. And that's that's where we start and where your first mentors really are is, is in books, people that spent 20 years putting their whole life into 200 pages. That's where you can get the, a lot more of the steps that you're getting from the people that are live around you, um, like everybody that's sewing into you right now. Um but reading those books, you'll get that knowledge and the history over time compacted. And that's the that's the to make that a reality, to go to Maine and to teach government what is the first step, what can DeAndre do today, the smallest thing that DeAndre can do today to make that reality.
1: Um you were saying you were asking me. This? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um basically I'm gonna get a
0: little off subject but I'm gonna jump
1: back. That's fine. I think when I hit ninth grade to I'm a junior this year, mm. I learned more
0: You're a junior or senior? I'm a junior this year. You're I'm about a to rising be rising junior. Okay. Yeah. So back, you're about to be a junior?
1: Yeah. Wow.
0: I thought you were um, about to be a senior. No, okay.
1: I'm about to be a junior. <laughs> but I learned so much stuff on my own than I did from mm some teachers, now my history teachers, I learned a lot from them, but I learned so much stuff about the world and different things and politics on my own than I did in a classroom. Mm -hmm. And that's the one thing that I feel like will help me if I go campaign route or government econ teacher. Um, Or I might do both, become a campaign advisor, retire into, well not retire, leave, and then go into government econ. And what I know you hear this as a cliche, but I focus on my grades a whole lot. A lot of people say, if you want to be successful, make sure you do good in school. And some people say, well, everybody say that. So that, I mean, really, that's a cliche, Mm -hmm. but it's not. I really focus on my grades. When I get a G, like if I fail a test, my heart drops because, Mm. and I feel like in school, I do good on something and it only raised my grade by one or two points, but when I fail, it plummets. So I try to do my best. I don't have good study habits, and that's one thing I gotta perfect, but I look at my grades more to make sure I'm able to go to college and get a degree in political science.
0: Hmm. You're already doing it, is what you're saying. Touche. I'm
1: working
0: on it i'm not no you are doing it the, the key to arriving is knowing that you're already there you know you you already have a plan in your your sites and your business set and you're already working on what you need to do you're right that that is that's not even the smallest step that's a that's a big step you know I, you might hear if you listen to some of my videos um, i'll talk about brushing your teeth and washing your face and that's that's the first step that i'll talk about it. if your bed is not made And you're not brushing your teeth and not washing your face but brushing your teeth and making your bed if you're not doing those two things right and starting the day off with the victory then that's the first place you can start to get your life back on track is brushing your teeth in the morning and making your bed but when those compound it ends up being i need to have a 3.5 gpa or i need to do this because in order to get into Whatever school you want to go to you have to have a certain kind of grades a GPA in order to be a politician You have to have a certain kind of background yeah. and you've already done the research to know what you need to do to make that a reality
1: And I want to first i going to say this then I'm gonna jump at something up. When I went to guidance to find out my class rank and GPA my GPA My freshman year was a 3.1 which wasn't that good, but this year I ended with a 3.5 So I went this year after I figured I had a three point five my sophomore year, I went and go look what class rank I was. I thought I was going to be in the top uh, one hundred. I'm not even in top. I said, "There's a <laughs> lot of smart people at Huntsville High School." I said, "I'm going to have to do a lot more better." To, mm. Well, I got to do more. I got to do better to get in the top one hundred because there's so many smart people. When I went to that Clemson camp, there was a girl that had a five point one two three or. Uh-huh. I was like, I thought you stopped at a 5.0. I didn't know you could wow. go over. But I didn't realize how big the world was mm. with smart mm. people until I yeah. went to that camp. Mm-hmm. And, then, Whoa. <clears throat> and then when I was jumping to the other subject with politics and background, mm-hmm. you said people, people are going to bring up the bad things about your past and background. And I just tell them, I told my mom. She said, "What you gonna do when people bring up this about your family and this and that?" I would like, say, "And your point is, like, hey, just come on. I wait for you to finish bashing me, and I, I mean, hey, say it. I know I'm saying this now, right? But I hope I can stick to this, and it don't get me where I'm most likely <laughs> cursing people out. Yeah. But I just tell them, and your point is, I mean." Mm-hmm everybody makes mistakes in their life just because you try to tear someone else down with someone else's mistake you think they're going to help you get somewhere fast, and that's where that thing come back in when i say if you step on people back right getting places it's going to come back to you Mm -hmm. so they're bringing that up trying to tear me down something else going to come back and bite them in there but
0: yeah
1: harder than for sure
0: it's you you got to make the right decisions and it's the little ones that, that make that yeah that count that make every decision count. <laughs> yeah, I was going there too. Um, I was going to let you throw time. <laughs> um And it's and it's the little ones that count. And something else when you were talking earlier, I was I was thinking about um quality of questions. I think I've heard Tony Robbins said before, but I, I've really learned it. Like even with speeches now, I don't really write scripts anymore. I ask questions. Um, and when I'm when I'm stu- stuck, um, this this past couple weeks has been crazy. Just thinking about. Um, what I have going on with clients, what I have going on with this campaign, what I have going on with just life, with family in general, and it was hard to, to unfold all that stuff. So I would ask myself a question like, what are you angry at? What are you mad at? What's going on? Um, and the quality of the question that you ask yourself will determine who you're gonna be in life as well. So like the, those questions about focus, what do you see for yourself? What do you want to experience? What do you want to become? Um, what do you need to do to get there? Those are quality questions. Those are high quality questions and those high quality questions will make you a high quality person. Um, so the quality of your questions is definitely a big one. I think you're asking yourself the right questions.
1: And when you say what I got to do to get to where I want to be in life, one thing I know I have to work on is my on step four attitude, that's one thing I have to really work on because, you may not see it because I mean we're <laughs> we've been pretty cordial yeah. so far. Still a new relationship. Yes, and but when something I want to do something and someone's in my way or I can't accomplish it and can't accomplish it, I get furious. Like it was one day we were supposed to go get something, and I don't know why, but my mom was supposed to take me in. It was lollygagging. Lo- well, I wouldn't say lolly lollygagging. But it was, she had to do some other stuff and I was getting so furious, I had to tell myself to calm down because it's still gonna be there when I, Mm -hmm. when, before we leave. And I just have to work on controlling my temper. A lot of people don't think that I can be, I have a bad temper, but I do, like when someone, this guy in class, we were arguing about something with political things and out of the blue, it just hit me. I got so angry. Mm. I said <laughs> every word I could. And after I thought about it, I had to tell myself to calm down. But it just times I just have outbursts, or just silent, silently angry. Mm. And that's one thing I got to really control is my anger because I don't want it to affect me whenever I become a campaign advisor or. Right, a politician because um, anger is one of the weaknesses mm. that Ben Carson had as a child. Because, um, on his one of his documentaries, Gifted Hands, he almost hit his mom with a hammer. Now, mm. that's something I would never do, I would never <laughs> do that. I time. hope not. No, it's just that I remember that story. I will now. have to control yeah. my anger on certain si- situations that I want to do, but.
0: Well, what, what what I've learned, so a lot of my research in, with the Gamage Consulting Group, that's another part of Gamage Enterprise, which has the DASH podcast. In the Consulting Group, I focus on emotional intelligence and interpersonal communication. So this is some of my degrees in psychology and management, and decision making and performance stuff. So more recently, I've gotten into the emotional intelligence part. Um, and part of that is understanding when I say you're already there, there's there are is tips that you can do in a quick five is meditation um journaling prayer exercise and what's the fifth one um something you like to do
1: that you love that's
0: i'll just say that is five but i forgot where i was going with that too dang do you remember what i was
1: saying I about your damage consultant. oh about the,
0: the emotional intelligence boom there it is thank you um Part of life is getting to acknowledge who you are in your situation. So sometimes your anger is going to be appropriate. There was a time at the governor's school when um, I got angry and snapped at some kids. And I had to think about, I didn't cuss at them, it wasn't, it wasn't that bad like that, but I did snap and it was unlike me. Um, but I had to go through my head and think about, there was about five triggers that were set off. I was tired. I hadn't exercised. I was in a grateful mood. They were in an ungrateful mood. I was giving to them. They were being impatient with me. So the triggers were there to set me off. And it was appropriate to go off the way that I did. And I said the right things. So as I as we talk about and the reason I want to clean this up is because I keep talking about or I always talk about who you want to become or who I want to become. But it's also important to realize that who I am is who I'm supposed to be. Um, and getting to those places of just being a better me. So where I'm at now is, is perfect. Where I am right now is great. Because I can't see the progress while it's happening. When it's hard, when I'm going through it, I can't see the way I'm growing. So even in those times when I do snap, hey, maybe it was right. Maybe it was inappropriate. Um, however, I'm going to learn from this. Uh, episode 31 with Bible Torres, he talked about making new mistakes. This was a man who, do you know what a RICO charge is? Um, yeah. That's a that's a federal offense that you, that get you with the whole gambit, um, guns, drugs, collusion, gang violence, gang activity, and he's changed his entire life around and is working with. Um, he's like the best best talent perform talent coach and exercise man in the city of South Bend. So, to change your life over like that can really happen, pretty quick.
1: That, um, when you were talking about triggers, I still haven't figured out what triggers my anger. Mm. Sometimes I feel like I get angry at stupid stuff, but, um, that's one thing I have to work on is triggering what triggers my anger. Like, one thing I know is triggered when I'm, I think it's probably for everybody, but I think I over exaggerate sometimes. When I'm sitting down watching television and I really want to watch something, <laughs> someone calls me, and as soon as I get that call, it's like, you know, when you're, when the steam comes out your ears, that's basically how I feel. Because it's something that I was interest, interested in, but you interrupted. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's one thing. Mm-hmm. Your...
0: Yeah. Well, Liz, I tell you, you'll find the answer when you ask yourself the right question.
1: Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for listening to episode 43 of the Dash Podcast. And one thing I took away from this episode that I didn't say in the episode was, I watched one of his videos and it said, what are the, what is the question that you are scared to mm. ask or what is something that you are scared to talk about? And before I find myself, I have to come out with that question because I only told a few people about it, but I'm still not ready to talk about or mm. ask the question that a mm. lot of people would like to know. But um, I hope you enjoyed this episode. As he said in the beginning, you can listen on SoundCloud, TreyGamage.com. And um, <laughs> hope you guys have a
0: good day. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And don't forget to follow DeAndre either. Where are you at, DeAndre? Facebook,
1: Twitter, Instagram. The whole
0: line. Yeah, we'll, we'll put a link in the bio or the description so that you can check us out. Come back next time. This is The Dash.